What does success mean to you? And what do you really want? And then figuring out how you're going to achieve that. And once you do live life on your own terms, not what somebody else wants for you, that is happiness. And, and that's what makes people happy. And for me personally, that's me focused on how can I personally get better? But also as I'm improving every day, challenging myself in the pursuit of something, proven as humans, we are that makes us happy. We have a purpose in life. We have something we're going towards versus being lost and not having any kind of purpose. And so for me, that's that's happiness. On my million dollar hustle. The million dollar hustle podcast. Where we keep it real. I stayed in entrepreneurship wisdom. Learn to think like a millionaire and hustle like you're pro. Here's your host. Billy the Kid, a.k.a. Billionaire. Feel like a millionaire and hustle like you broke. This free game to change your life, you better so. Think, think like a millionaire and hustle like you broke. Welcome to the Million Dollar Hustle Podcast, baby. It is your host, Billy the Kid, a.k.a. Biddy K, a.k.a. Billionaire in this mug. Super pumped today. I just got off doing the interview with Brandon Adams. Shout out to Brandon. Uh, thank you for taking your time, man, uh, out of your busy schedule. Uh, guys, I can't wait for you guys to listen to this episode. And this dude is killing the game. He's a two-time Emmy winner. He is, for, for being a producer, which uh, he produced a very important movie. We're, we're going to get into that here in a few. He's a TV host, investor. He's an advisor. I mean, this dude is just uh, killing it. And you're going to find out today why he is so successful. His story is amazing. Shout out to Brandon. Thank you so much for taking this interview, my friend. And those of you who are listening, before we get into his great story, make sure you guys subscribe, guys. Make sure you leave us a five-star review. I guarantee you this episode right here is actually a 10-star review, but unfortunately, you can only do up to five. So please leave us a five-star review only if you truly believe this was a five-star show. Also, please uh, thank you to those who have shooting me messages and stuff. Uh, keep those coming. Hit the comments. Uh, let me know. Let me know what. how can we serve you better. That's what we're here to do. We're here to put some game out there and teach you a better life, guys. We all want that better life. And, and that's what we're here to do that. Uh, you know, I hustle to inspire people. So hit me up if you guys have any questions or anything. Um, uh, I'm here to help. Make sure that you guys, if you haven't yet, grab a copy of my book, The Power of Being Uncomfortable at BillyTheKid.com and it will be autographed. If you don't want the autograph book, shame on you, but you could go to Amazon. You could get it on Barnes & Noble and everywhere else, everywhere else books are available. Uh, I talked about it a little bit on this podcast, but uh, the other day, I was at a conference and um, when I was driving to the airport, it was like an hour drive or, you know, whatever. And so I popped it in. I was like, you know what? I haven't heard it for a while. Guys, the audio version is popping, man. Thanks to all the feedback I've gotten from all the amazing people that have given me feedback on the audio version. They're not lying. And it is something different that I did. But uh, honestly, if you're ready to get motivated, like that's the book for you that you need to listen on Audible. Uh, or anywhere else audiobooks are available. Go check that out. And <clears throat> I just released a... a I'm, I'm releasing music, guys. Uh, English, Spanish, some trap, uh, some trap corridos, some, uh, I'm, you know, whatever. I'm just having fun. Like, literally, that's where I'm at. I am just having fun with the stuff that I'm doing. And if you're having fun, 
Nothing else matters, guys. So uh, make sure you guys check out my music on Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music, anywhere else music is available. Just go to my YouTube. That's where I release everything, whether it's my podcast, vlogs, music, etc. But uh, before we introduce Brandon, hit me up if you are interested in the Get Uncomfortable Mastermind Group. Killing the game. Shout out to everybody in there. It is amazing. And we talk a, a little bit about that today on today's episode of how important it is to be around great people, to have the conversations that we're having on the Get Uncomfortable Mastermind. So if you're interested, hit up info at billythekid.com with your story so we could see if you're the right fit. Because if you're not the right fit as well, we're, you know, we'll tell you straight up, like, hey, you know what? You, this reason or whatever. But hit us up, guys. Info at billythekid.com. If you're interested in the Get Uncomfortable Mastermind. But with that being said, guys, I am ready to jump in with Brandon Adams. Such an amazing interview. I'll just let you guys have it. Make sure you guys screenshot wherever it is that you're listening and share it, guys. Tag him. Tag me. We're going to reshare it. But with no further ado, here is Brandon Adams, baby. Let's get it. Vamos. Welcome to the Million Dollar Hustle Podcast, baby. It is your boy, Billy the Kid, a.k.a. BDK. I am excited today. I have a legend on the other end. He has done some amazing things. And really, out of all the amazing things, there was one thing that caught my attention, and it was the Think and Grow Rich, which we're going to talk about because it's definitely been life-changing for myself. Uh, but this man was somewhat behind it so we'll we'll go ahead and get to that but brandon how are you doing today my friend hey man good to be on the show uh, i'm doing great every day that i wake up and i'm alive is a great day so <laughs> amen to that brother uh again thank you for for taking your time and uh, i'm super excited to to dive in but uh before we we get into all the great stuff you have done um can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where were you born and kind of how you got started basically yeah, I'll give you the, the short version. I, I grew up in Northeast Iowa. So uh, from Iowa, my town was 700 people, a town called Garnavillo, um, literally surrounded by cornfields. So it was very small atmosphere, farm community. And uh, I actually grew up selling ice for a living. So packaged ice. My father was in the ice business. I worked with him as a kid going into high school, college. And that was my first real experience of selling and working with customers. And I was actually a delivery guy back in the day. So I drove a truck around, delivered ice to convenience stores, bars, restaurants. And so I got to college. And so I was always like, a, I would play sports, athlete. And in college, I was I was a partier, man. Like they didn't tell me how to go to class <laughs> I mean, or study because high school was easy for me. My first semester, I got a 1.68 GPA. I got kicked out of the dorms, almost dropped out of college. And I was kind of going through this, like, what do I want? What am I going to do? And where my life changed, as you mentioned, Think and Go Rich, I read the book, Think and Go Rich, and a mentor had, had sent it to me. And really what I took away from it was you can think yourself into anything, the results, you can think yourself into bad, the good, but also if you surround yourself with the right people and know what you want, you can achieve anything. And so after reading that book, it really opened my mind to things. And the first time I really implemented the whole thinking go rich principles is while well, in the ice business, I wanted to make more money. And I invented this product called Arctic stick to cool and flavor drinks. 
And so about three, four years, I pursued on that while in the ice business. And I got some patents, trademarks, got on USA Today, got on the cover of Inventors Digest. But while pursuing that to get it to market, which I did get it to market, I discovered crowdfunding, raising money for companies. And, and that led me down this kind of venture of being the guy that helped people raise money. And then eventually I found out what did the rate, what raised the money? It was the videos that we created that got their attention, got people to give money, the emotional we got that got me more into video production and how it ultimately led to getting involved with the thinking a rich movie was they came to me and they said, Hey, we want to raise more money for the film. We'd like you to have be a part of it, be in it. And so that, that started down a path. And then we, we released the multi-million dollar film seen three different languages by millions of people, but then it got me to where I'm at today. So for me, I am a strategic advisor, uh, marketing guy and investor. We do pro production projects. I've done TV shows, um, commercials, but really what I do is I come into a company and how we look at how can we scale it from maybe 10 million a year to a hundred million or even going public. And, and that's where I, I focus my time using my background in crowdfunding, video production, and then connections. And it's been a crazy ride, man. I mean, there's a lot of obstacles along the way that I can share. Um, but from Iowa, cornfield selling ice to uh, TV production, Emmys, and, and now investing, advising companies. Mm, love it. And uh, there's so many gems already in there, man. Uh, I, I can't wait to touch on a lot of those. Uh, by the way, I'm in Nebraska. So are you a Hawkeyes yeah, fan? Nebraska. I am a Hawkeyes fan. And I, the game with you, know you what? guys. We're, we're crazy, ending man. this call, okay? <laughs> I hate it you guys win. I was at, I was at a, a Nebraska game years ago, and Nebraska beat us. It was the worst. And, and I was in the stadium and everything, but – we have a huge rival every year, as you know. Yeah, and it's funny. There there was one year, uh, and this was probably the last time I went to like the actual Iowa game. Uh, it's been a few years, but anyways, it's super cold. Yeah, we, we got beat, so it wasn't fun at all. And I think yeah. we just beat you guys after like a decade last year or something, finally. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> love yeah, it, man. Um, <laughs> love it, love it. Uh, so I, I would love, uh, there, there's so much in your story, Brandon, that um, I, I want to touch on. Uh, but if you could, you mentioned your dad was already doing the entrepreneur stuff. Uh, I would love to hear what was like some wisdom that you learned from your dad uh, growing up. You know, there's two sides of this. There's a wisdom I learned from my dad, what he said, but also there's wisdom that I learned by just watching what he did. Mm. And, and so one thing my dad said early on in the career, he, he said, don't be in the ice business because it was manual labor. He had two herniated discs, back her hip replacement, all these different things. And he mm. said, use your head, not your back. And it took mm. me until later in my life to really understand that. But I really learned to use my head and my communication skills to make money. And so I learned that from my father, but also what I just watched my father is my father in, to this day, he loves kind of bringing people together. He loves like talking with people, but he always went above and beyond for his clients in the ice business. And what does that mean? It means great, great customer service, uh, make them feel good. And then in the ice business in the summer, that's where we do most of our business. And if it's a hot day and people are buying ice, especially during the holidays, 
Well, we want to make sure they don't run out of ice because if a client runs out of ice because we're distributing to them, they lose out on sales. So our thing is we will make sure you never run out of ice. There would be nights at 10 p.m. I'm driving an ice truck. And so we ensure you can get the most money, but also you have the best experience. And so I learned that from my father early on. And now how I apply that today and, and what I do is I go above and beyond for anybody I work with or work together with. I create a great experience and maybe it's not the ice side of things, but it's find ways to add massive value to other people, let them know that I care and making them feel good and helping them achieve their goals. And so I learned that from my father, customer mm-hmm. service at an early age. And then one other thing I learned of my father, not even around the ice business, because I really, I host events around the country. I've spoke around the world. And we do annually every year event called Rise and Record, all about rising up and sharing your story here in Nashville, Tennessee. And it's all about bringing people together. We have a cabin in Iowa. And my dad would bring out friends, family. We would play cards. He would cook meals. We'd sit by the fire. And he created gatherings. And he was a host. He loved hosting people. For me, it was ingrained in me. And I, in my college years, it was parties. (laughs) Uh, But... (laughs) As I got older and developed, I realized I like bringing people together. And so mm. now I do that in a professional setting where a mastermind or a event, we bring in talent, we bring in speakers, we bring in musicians because I want to create an experience and a memory for people that they won't ever forget. And for business, it obviously helps because people don't forget that they'll work with you. But on the just on a helping people side, like it empowers them and inspires them. And so that was one thing for my father that I really kind of just did in my own way is bringing people together to create great experiences, but also success for them. Mm, wow. I love that. Uh, and uh, use your head, not your back. That That's amazing. Uh, that's a that, good one, right? <laughs> so true. So true. Uh, you know, work, work smart, not hard. Right. So I love that. Yeah. Um, and so if we push up a little bit, um, when was that moment? Because it sounds like obviously you were already growing up in it, but when did that, light bulb go off on you like you know what i'm gonna pursue whatever at that time right like your first uh uh endeavor we'll call it uh when was what was that moment like yeah there was a couple times i mean i at 22 years old i'm pursuing my invention i was selling real estate on the weekends and i was working the ice business but also i we had a basically a franchise we owned our own business but then there's corporate who we bought our product from I was working in corporate too. So I had like four different jobs. I was working hundred hour weeks. I was managing 50 people. I was 22 years old. Most of them were twice or three times my age. And so I was working so much that one day I had a complete breakdown in the ambulance game. I was side of the road, I, my body shut down. And mm. that was where I had this moment. I remember sitting in the warehouse at midnight that night because what happened is the ambulance came and then one of my employees came and they're like, we need to take you to the hospital because I was all messed up. And I said, oh, I'll be fine. My employee will take me to the hospital. Well, I got in the truck and I said, I'm not going to the hospital. And I went back to work. And so that was like, I realized something was messed up with me. And that night I was sitting in a warehouse by myself. I realized that I, nobody really called at that time because all I did is work. And I looked at him like, wow. My dad told me one time, he was like, you're going to be the richest man in the grave. And I, I realized, I'm like, what, what is this? I am not working smart. 
I am working like I thought I could be a machine. You can work nonstop, go, go, go. Well, your body will shut down. And I saw my limits. I realized I wasn't a machine. And that's really was a turning point for me at 22 mm-hmm. to realize I need to make a change. And it took years to implement it, but I needed to make a change because the route I was going was not healthy and it wasn't going to sustain itself. And so that's when I started really in that part of my career, Billy, I started building a personal brand because I knew that at the end of the day, if I could build a personal brand, I could build brand awareness, a digital footprint. And if I could be an expert in a certain niche, my specialized knowledge, I could make money in a brand. I could make money in any industry. So I was really setting up my future. And that's where I started building a brand, investing in my own self, investing in video content and all these different things, because I want to put myself in a position where I didn't have to do that again. And so mm. that was really the turning point of me. And that was 11 years ago. I'm 33 now. Um, and I'm, I'm glad I made the decision because it, it, it was, uh, it was definitely a good one. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it, it, it seems like there's always those moments, right. Where, uh, there's a higher, higher, somebody yeah. higher out there that will remind you. So, so uh, I, I love that. And, um, so let, let's get into uh, the Think and Grow Rich, man. Uh, and, yeah. and actually, I, I, I've been wanting to ask you this question. Uh, I almost just messaged you, but I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to wait till the interview. So there's another one going around with Grant Cardone in it. Is that like, did you That's have anything to did. do with? That is the yeah, one. Okay. Because Grant I thought there was Think and Grow Rich. The okay. Because I thought there was another one that Bob Proctor put together. So Bob Proctor, so Bob Proctor's in Thinking Rich Legacy. Bob Proctor was a big part of it. And, and Grant Cardone is in it, Barbara Corkin, myself, Kevin Harrington, Lewis Howes, all these different people, and, and Tim Story. And, and so that was we, so I got involved in 2016. Is that right? Yes, 2016. And I came in, I helped raise about half of the funding through crowdfunding, different sources. And, and then- we launched it in 2017. We did the theater premiere in LA, LA Live, uh, red carpet, great experience. Uh, Bob was there, Rob Dyrdek, um, Lewis, all the people that are part of the film. And then we launched digitally. And so we, the, the film I know, so it's an English, Spanish, Czech Republic. It's been seen by millions of people, multi-million dollar film. Netflix made an offer, it wasn't uh, desirable. Um, mm. but it was a very successful launch. Now, after that happened, then because other people left, they were a part of the original producers. They ended up going down a, a journey with Bob Proctor himself that mm. was separate from Thinking Garicha Legacy. Because Thinking Garicha Legacy is a film, but also has a book that supplements it. My really good friend James Whitaker wrote the book, and he's also a part of the project. And so that is one brand in itself. And we have to so you know a project like that. You have to go to the Napoleon Hill Foundation. John uh, Don Green is a part of that. And you have to obviously have rights and they obviously get a piece of um sales. But uh but yeah, Grant Cardone. I wasn't there when we interviewed Grant Cardone. Um, but the team went in, got the content, and uh he was obviously a part of the film. So you'll probably see ads with Grant or myself or other people on the internet that are talking about the film. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Love it. That that makes a lot more sense. Uh, and uh, I, I wanted to ask you, since you've been surrounded by so many great individuals, Brendan, uh, 
what's like one thing that sticks out that all of them having uh, that's similar that to you, you're like, you know what, that's a character that I, maybe you've even implemented yourself. Yeah, they, there's a few things. They, they think big and they don't see it as unrealistic and like so big that like, it's like, oh, well, why don't we try this? Let's call a couple of people and see. And then that big idea can turn into something massive. And, and so it's first thinking that big, but also very successful people. Let's say they're the top in their industry. They've built a massive wealth. They are around other successful people. And they're constantly being in those circles because the old saying, everybody says that you are the average of the people you spend the most time with. It is true. I've always moved to locations where I was around people at a high level, which allowed me to make more money, but put me in positions where one call, one connection led to a big deal. And so it's thinking like that. But then one other thing is all successful people have, let's call it their dream team or advisory board. They have experts that they go to. This is all going back to like thinking garage stuff. It's they have experts that are part of their team that make them better, that make them think differently and help execute on their plan. They don't do it alone. And so all the people I've met, whether they have the, the CEO, the CFO, the advisor, the, the coach, the mentor, they have a board of them that they go to for advice, which they can see things that person can't see. And the one thing I did early on is I invested money in the right people, like paid them for their time, their services, and found ways to make them money because the quickest way to get somebody's attention is pay them or make them money. And then they will listen. And then once I did that with the right people, those people helped take me to another level that I couldn't have got to alone. So those are my, my thoughts around that. I mean, it's just mm. being with the right people, the right networks. Yeah. Wow. No, that that's so true. And um, it, that that is so true with the, the making the money, because obviously you get to a certain point in life where it's like you're so focused and you want people that are focused. And, and it's funny because uh, we know that, you know, when I used to hustle hard for for cash, right, like, yeah, basically, like we, we've been talking about with my back, uh, it, it seemed like the money almost ran from me, right? Like, yeah, I was making some good cash, but it wasn't up until you kind of switch your head, right? Like, we, like what we've been talking about. And, um, and then all of a sudden, you become almost like a money magnet, kind of like what the book talks about. And mm -hmm. uh, so, so I love that, um, you know, and, and the whole point is like, make sure that you guys aren't over there breaking your back for the cash. Uh, because when you start thinking uh, differently, the right people will come, but you have to surround yourself with people that are also focused on the same goal and also what value do you bring to the table, right? So I, so I love that. Um, and the, the whole mastermind thing, um, you know, it, you hear that a lot nowadays, but I, mm -hmm. I truly feel like when I first heard about it was through the Thinking Rich a decade ago when I read that book. Uh, what, can you tell us a little bit about that? Because it, you, you made some points there that you have to be around people, right? Kind of like the book talks about uh, Henry Ford was great at that. I mean, he even got in trouble as we know, right? Uh, so can, can you talk a little bit about just how powerful that is? Yo, we'll be right back to this great episode of the Million Dollar Hustle podcast. Before we continue, 
I want you to go grab a copy of my book, The Power of Being Uncomfortable. It is out on Amazon. It is out on Barnes & Noble, Walmart.com, Target.com, and everywhere else books are available. The great news, guys, is you can go to BillyTheKid.com and grab an autographed copy. That is right. I'm going to mail you an autographed copy right now. Audiobook is also available on Audible, and everywhere else audiobooks are available. So go listen to it. Go grab yourself an autographed copy, and I'll see you on the other side, baby. And now back to this great episode of the Million Dollar Hustle Podcast. Yeah, so for people to understand, the mastermind principle is one of the principles in the book, Thinking to Rich. And a mastermind is when two or more people come together with a common goal to go towards something. And it's proven with the minds of two or more people combined, you can come up with through the ether and through the minds, you can come up with ideas that you couldn't come up with by yourself. So when you look at masterminds, people pay to be a part of groups, high level people, you sit around a room, you share your obstacles, where you're looking for support and ideas and the group basically throws off ideas and you come up with ideas that can solve your problems that you couldn't figure out by yourself because you have unique individuals with, you look at Henry Ford. Thing he had is he had a group of very successful people, smart people, engineers, and, and experts in different industries. And he said, I can press a button and I can bring in anybody that I want that can answer the questions. I don't need to be the one to answer it. I have the experts in answer for you. <clears throat> Basically, you're delegating talent towards a common goal. So that's what a mastermind is. So for me, I host masterminds. I pay for masterminds. And it's to bring good people together and, and find ways to help each other and make money together. It's a hot topic. Everybody's talking about, everybody's got a mastermind. Some are good. Some are just kind of beginner style. And for me, I, my living isn't based on mastermind revenue. I do masterminds high level 10 to 30,000 to get in, but I do them because I want to be surrounded by other people that are big thinkers and I, I want those people, all of us to combine to find ways to make money together and grow together. Mm. So when you do a mastermind right, it can be very successful for everybody in the group. And so that's what a mastermind is. Um, some people probably do it and they don't even realize it because I, it blows my mind. There's very successful people that have not read the book yet, but they're applying the principles that they just don't realize that's what it is. Seriously. Yeah, that that's so true. And and then only if they knew and then you actually funnel in and actually go crazy like me reading it every day. I, I read the book every day. <laughs> yeah, I do, too. Um, I, do, I do, too. It's so crazy. And and it, the first time I, li I listened to it, uh, actually, the first time. And um, it, it, since then, I listened to it every year. And then later, a few years later, I just started reading it on top of listening it once a year. And there's so many gems and it. It's crazy. Well, Once you start to really study it like that, I mean, it's life-changing. It. It, it is life-changing. Uh, I'm guessing you have, but have you uh, listened to Outwitting the Devil? Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. The part of me thinks that I like that more. They're both really good. They supplement each other. But Outwitting the Devil is a great one, especially as you start making money and, and fame and all that. Like mm -hmm. it, it shows you what consider the devil or a negative side of things that come at people that basically take away their success yeah. and what it, that could be drugs, narcotics, um, ego, sex, all these different things. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, Hey, this is something to look out for because it's good to know what could be coming at you as you're starting to get fame. And yes. you look at uh, this is one I saw with Denzel Washington. He said, the devil's coming after you at your highest moment. And he actually like, 
basically stated that to Will Smith when he slapped uh, the comedian. Mm, and yes, and, I saw that. I mean, at his <laughs> highest moment. Yeah. Well, something happened to him. And, and so I, I just always, I always say this, like, I always want to be the underdog, stay humble and don't let success or money get to your head because the second you allow that, it's going to take you down. Mm. And you see that over and over, Brendan. Uh, I, I've been doing music since I was 16 years old, uh, professionally, yeah. we'll call it, uh, because that's when I paid my first studio time. Um, but it's so crazy because just in that, you know, I do real estate, I run a construction company, I write books, yeah. masterminds and all that. And it, it's crazy because in every business, it, it's literally the same thing. You see those kind of people and it, it's crazy. You see them kind of trying to compete with you or, you know, uh, one of my, I read on social media something and I came up with this saying was there's a lot of people, which again, I, I read on social media, but I was like, Ooh, I came up with this little quotation. Uh, Something along the lines of uh, a lot of these people, it's not their experience talking, it's their ego. And yeah. it, it, it is so true. It's not experience. They're talking from their ego. And I feel like that's where, and I see that in every business. And I'm sure you can relate in even the ice business going back to then, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm sure you can relate that. And you have to be careful when you're dealing with people like that. Uh, I have this concept too of, um, you know, again, thinking where, if uh if you're if there's a millionaire and just uh employee from Walmart arguing about something, I would assume that the millionaire, there's an 80, 90 percent chance they've done more self-work and they've they've cured trauma and all that good stuff. So the argument is probably gonna go more towards uh, against the Walmart employee, right? Quote unquote. And yeah. and uh, and this is not bashing anybody. You have to work hard to get you to where you want to go, but uh, there's there's a lot of it that goes into the mindset. Like people don't realize that. And whenever they think that they know it all, I feel like that. I love that you mentioned that earlier too. You said, I like to put myself in rooms with people, right? Because yeah. I don't want to be the smart. Same here. Like you cannot, even, you know, I've met with 18 year, I actually, matter of fact, I had breakfast a couple of weeks ago with a 15 year old. Uh, yeah. He was off of uh, high school that day and he reached out. We had breakfast and two hours later, he left really uh, happy. But you know what? I was going in there. What can I learn out of this? Uh, that's how yeah. I approached it, right? Because you could truly learn from everybody. But I've I've learned how to hear the ego from people nowadays. And and Outwitting the Devil is just such an amazing, powerful uh, book. Honestly, I came to the conclusion that everybody that the devil's always there, right? Based yep. on that book, it's always there. It's just like, are you letting him win the day or is it the higher 100%. power, right? So <laughs> it is. It uh, is. I, I love that, man. Uh, thank you for bringing that book up. That I, I'm, I, I, when I listened to that book, I, it was another one that I'm like, whoa, this book is like talking to me like crazy. And, and those of you who are listening, make sure you listen to it. Don't, don't listen just read to the it. audio because it's yes. the voice of a devil. <laughs> yes. So, so powerful. Um, you mentioned crowdfunding. Uh, what, because I feel like it's almost you're, you're selling an idea right at the beginning. Uh, can you give us some pointers on how can somebody go about that and, and make it a successful campaign? Yeah. So crowdfunding can relate to anything. I mean, you look at the, presidential elections are doing crowdfunding campaigns they're raising from the crowd 
Um, it comes down to this. For one, how can you tell a powerful story and get people involved with it? And specifically through video assets, video content, documentaries, stories, that gets people emotionally involved and connected where they're going to put money behind whatever you're doing. So that's one side of it. But also, what is the compelling offer you have to give? So a lot of people assume people are just going to give them money. It's, it doesn't work that way. People want something. Can they be a part of the experience? Can they get a great product or service? Can they feel like they're a part of this journey with you? And with crowdfunding, that is very powerful. And then when you're doing a crowdfunding launch, it's really preparing for it. Let's say you're doing a uh, like a Republic campaign or GoFundMe or all, any of that. It's prepping for the launch of it and getting people. It's it's work. Like any fundraising, I'm raising money every single day. It's it's nonstop work and talking to the right people, sending the right message where people can relate. And it's a numbers game, marketing, getting in front of those right people. When we do campaigns or raising money, we are making sure we're in front of our ideal client or investor. And so how do you get in front of them? It could be digital marketing campaigns, radio campaigns, TV campaigns, whatever it may be. So it's actually putting campaigns in front of them. Mm, love it. that And when you when you do this, Brendan, do you, because I, I, I couldn't help but think like when you have another client, how do you go in there with like, hey, this is how much we can raise or or what what are your, you're kind of like, hey, these are the facts and this is what we are going to do. Yeah, so I, so personally, I do very, more in the traditional fundraising where we're getting high net worth individuals who are investing or even investment bankers um, or broker dealers who are raising money. I mean, for all the companies we have in our portfolio, most of them are raising money. Um, and there's even been like SPAC deals and situations like that. Now on the crowdfunding side, what I know in crowdfunding, uh, I applied at most things, but I don't really do much crowdfunding these days. Because when I started out years ago, it was in reward-based, Kickstarter, Indiegogo, those kind of campaigns. Mm -hmm. But I will say this, anytime you go into a campaign, you set your goal, you're obviously going for that um, and you know how much you need. But there could be levels, okay, if I get this, it at least gets me going to prove some concept out more that will help me raise money. So it gives you a little more runway or even understand your cost per acquisition. So like, hey, it cost me $100 to acquire a $500 customer and I can prove that and you show that to an investor, then they know if I give you a million dollars, that potentially could be up to $5 million in revenue. So an investor mm. sees the path to liquidity and growth. Um, so that's how I look at it in terms mm -hmm. of just fundraising or or when people are looking for investment. Mm, okay, that makes a lot more sense. And one thing that uh, has stuck out to me, Brendan, since I've uh, I've met you and stuff, you keep saying that uh, tell a powerful story, mm -hmm. uh, right? Like tell your story. And I have found that going back to the ego thing, I, I love how you know, it all comes back in circles, right? Like literally, uh, I love this. Uh, I've noticed that uh, there's a lot of people with that ego, right? That uh, again, I've been rapping since then, but then you have somebody new that comes in with ego and I know it yeah. all. And, and, you know, there's definitely no humble there or nothing. And again, this could go in any business guys. Uh, Cause I've seen that in the real estate world, in the construction world, like literally in, in every business out there. Um, but when they do that, they're not being authentic. And I, mm -hmm. it, you know, I, I was having coffee with somebody yesterday and they asked me like, uh, 
you know, hey, how are you getting around these great people, right? Like Brandon and, and uh, you know, all the other episodes I've released so far. And there's so many that have yet to release. And my answer was being authentic. I'm like, you know, th there's not like a secret sauce or it's like just I'm just being myself. And people, those of you who are listening, people will hear it, even if it's on social media digitally. Like right now we're exchanging energies digitally. I think that's a, that's a new thing. Like, yeah, <laughs> I believe in that, right? Like it, the mastermind that I run, Brandon is called the get uncomfortable mastermind. We meet through zoom and we always talk yeah. about that. Like, Hey, it's through zoom, but there's still digital energies going around. Um, so can you, I want to hear your perspective on kind of like what I just uh, said, because uh, you do see a lot of people that are kind of faking the funk and, uh, a lot of gurus out there, right? And and all these crazy personalities. Um, but you keep saying that you need to tell your story. And I think being authentic has a lot to do with that. People buy into stories. People buy from people they like, trust, and know. And when you share a story with the world, your authentic story, your background, other people watching can relate with that. Mm -hmm. And there's a million experts out there. And when you build a personal brand in your area of expertise, that will attract people. But one other component to that it's sharing the story of what you do and how you help people, but also sharing your own personal story, whether, hey, here's where I'm from, from Iowa in the ice business, a family business. Think about other people who are in a family business. We have a commonality. When we share that story, they can relate. They can go back in time into a moment that they had. Mm -hmm. Anything that I share about me and who I am, other people out there can relate in different ways. And people, it's proven, they're more likely to follow along and remember stories. Even for great public speakers, really just tell a bunch of great stories that have a really call to action or a takeaway from it. So when people, we found this out in, in doing our TV shows and documentaries, when we were filming with athletes to entrepreneurs to men, women from all over the world to musicians and people that are homeless, we found out when they shared their story, for one, it actually helped them as human beings to really kind of think about who they are and, and just kind of get it out there. But two, when we published it on social media, TV, all that, people related with it. They reached out. They were empowered by it. But from a business standpoint, it allowed people to really love them, like them, and want to do business with them. And so whether by their book, hire them to speak, consulting, masterminds, help grow the company, mm -hmm. people buy from people, people buy into stories, tell more stories. And that's once we learn that doing all this. We, we created a whole brand around this called Rise and Record, which is rise up and share your story through video. And so we have other people share their story, but we help people understand how to communicate their story effectively, how to do the right touch points, how to start with the story, end with the story, and then how to actually take video assets from that story and deploy it effectively. So mm. a huge advocate of storytelling. We all have a story to share. I think we share it. And it not only helps you and other people, but from a business standpoint, it helps you grow. Mm. Wow. And you mentioned, uh, you know, I couldn't help but think like being selfish. I, what I like to tell people, it's like, hey, don't be selfish with your story because the one negative thing that you went through can help the next person. They can be going through it as you speaking it, right? And so don't be selfish with the story, guys. Those of you who are listening, uh, and uh, share it. So, so I love that. Share it, share your story. And I've met a lot of people again, they're scared to, Oh, well, I'm, I'm scared to talk about this. Like, come on, just share it. And, and it's crazy. Uh, you mentioned people love stories because 
whether it's me doing uh hip hop, like I'm telling a story, right? Like, and, and when you write a story, people like to hear that. All right. What's the end? What's going to happen at the end? Same with uh, the power of being uncomfortable. Literally, Brandon, every chapter is a story that leads into a lesson, right? Yeah. So so I, I love that. Literally every chapter, there's a lesson behind the little story. It's funny. I hadn't listened to the audio version for a while. And I, I was listening to, I went to Colorado to uh, to a conference and I was listening. I'm like, you know what? I haven't heard it for a while. I kept hearing how good it was. And I'm like, let me refresh it or whatever. Uh, it's been a couple of years and or, you know, yeah. whatever uh, that I released it. But I was listening to it. And I even told a story about how my mother-in-law bought me my first junky lawnmower and I didn't know how to mow lawns. And, and the thing is like, it's like, well, shoot, people relate to that. Like <laughs> it could be yeah. as, as simple as that, or, you know, what are some traumas that happen? Right. So I love that, man. Uh, with that being said, I have a question for you that has to do with my book, the power of being uncomfortable. What is one way out of many, because uh, you keep hearing it over and over in your story, but what is the, the one time do you remember that you got uncomfortable that you practice the power of being uncomfortable and it paid off every day. Um, I will mm. tell you, I, I would always move to different cities where there was opportunity. Um, I remember back in 2000 was this, I was 23, 24 years old. I moved to Des Moines, Iowa, which for me was a big city back then going from the town of 700 and I got an apartment, everything else and went to go launch a business and I'm like, I'm just going to burn the bridges and go all in. And that helped me grow because I was forced to figure things out, which led me to meet more people and more opportunities. And then I remember I did it again is mm -hmm. when I moved to Florida because I was focusing on a TV show I was doing and my partner, co-host and producer was down in Florida. And so I moved to Florida out of my state and put myself in a position where I was around uh, other people that can help me grow and develop. And so I've always moved to the places and outside of cities that were out of my comfort zone to ensure I would grow, I would develop. But also I always made decisions that were thinking as if where I was going, whether making an investment in marketing campaign, production, mentors, and maybe not at the moment really having the money, but knowing this would get me to that destination. And yeah, scared the shit out of me a little bit at the beginning, but I just thought of where I'm going and there is no option. You, mm. It's like an entrepreneur. You, you jump out of the airplane, you figure out the parachute on the way down, and you'll figure it out because you're put under pressure, you're pushed into a wall, and you're forced to figure it out. So that's what I've always done my whole life. And I still do to this day because if you become comfortable, you die. And mm. it really, um, I'm always challenging myself to do things that scare me. I, I always say, I want to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And so always challenge myself, whether it's in creating videos, production, um, speaking to groups or making commitments to things. I don't know how I'm going to do, but I'm going to figure out along the way. Mm, wow. I love that. And one thing that you said that I do that every day, it's like literally every day, it's a, there's no routine. I, I, matter of fact, I have a chapter called routine means less money. Uh, and, and guys, those of you who are listening, it could be as simple as you driving to work, take a different route. Like, it, you know, I, I talk about that on my book. So I love that, Brandon, that, that is amazing. Do things that scare you guys and say yes to opportunity.
uh, I think that's another thing that uh, I've you look back, Brendan, I'm sure you've had a lot of yeses right in the past. Uh, I do have a question for you, Brendan. Uh, what is happiness uh, out of all, all the great stuff that you're doing? Um, how do you define happiness? We'll be right Before back. Before we continue, go subscribe to Billy the Kid YouTube. That is Billy, D-H-A-K-I-D. Also, go follow Billy the Kid Music on Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music, and everywhere else. Music is available. And now, back to this great episode. Let's go. I'm popping up the two dough, we're number two foe. Hey. Feel like Kobe, though I'm winning, need to do more. Oh. My mama sorry, oh. college wasn't for me. Oh, no. Street smart, no degree, just like Kobe. Self-made boss with a suit like a mogul. I'm the new era. You see it on my logo. Happiness is being the best you and living your own version of success. And that's different for everybody. I know society says you need the cards, you need the money and all that. Nothing wrong with that. But not everybody wants that. They might want to live a, a comfortable job and be in a home that they can work 40 hours a week and spend time with family. That might be success to them. So really it's throwing back to anybody is what does success mean to you and what do you really want? And then figuring out how you're going to achieve that. And once you do live life on your own terms, not what somebody else wants for you, that is happiness. And, and that's what makes people happy. And for me personally, that's me focusing on how can I personally get better? But also as I'm improving every day, challenging myself in the pursuit of something proven as humans, we are, that makes us happy. We have a purpose in life. We have something we're going towards versus being lost and not having any kind of purpose. And so for me, that's, that's happiness. Mm, love it. And one thing I, before I, we're going to wrap things up. I know you got to travel the world, man. You're, you're doing your thing. Uh, what is, um, I, I wanted to ask you what is, we'll call I, I don't want to call it a trick, but what is one tip that you could give us when, when you are doing, even if it's just a simple video yourself, right? Uh, putting yeah. yourself out there. Uh, what is just one quick tip that obviously you've, you've done a whole film, you know, you've done films, yeah. but uh, what's a quick tip that you could give us? I mean, simple, this thing called a phone right there, that there's no excuse. These, these phones have the greatest cameras and it's taking the phone, shooting selfie videos, bringing people into your life, sharing who you are, what you do and how you help people. And then taking that video and posting on social media whether it's Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, all TikTok, all these different things are on your stories. And the more people consume your content and get to know who you are as a person, your story, but also how you can help them based on your area of expertise, it will attract people that will reach out to you and want to work with you. So just use your phone, have all the social media apps on your phone, record the videos on your phone and publish it. You don't need a professional camera crew. You don't need these other things. You just need a phone. There's no excuse um, and be consistent with it. Mm. Love it. Love it. Love it. And uh, again, as much as I hate to, we got to wrap it up. Uh, the I, I asked the same questions to every guest here and uh, uh, the million dollar hustle, right? Like it, it's basically the person you need to become, right? Like it's it's not the money. The money will come if you become that person. So with that being said, um, it, it's going to be a book in the future, the million dollar hustle. And I'm just out to find out the characteristics of uh, what it takes to get to that milestone, right? And beyond, right? Beyond, because uh, there, I've, I've met some great people be, beyond that milestone. But um, with that being said, if there were three things that you have to do in order for you to reach that million dollar hustle, what are the three things that you would tell somebody? 
First off, it, it takes and, everything. It takes yep, everything if, you have. And if you do, sorry, if you do these three things, you're not going to fail, Brendan. That that's the that's the key. So, what are the three things? Yeah. First off, it takes everything you have plus some. Uh, whatever you think it is is going to be more. Uh, but those three things. What is your specialized knowledge? Have an area of expertise that adds massive value people that helps them, makes your life better, makes them more money. People will pay for that. Two, build a personal brand, the brand of a business. And that's through books, podcast shows, um, video content, articles, all these different things. Build a personal brand. Because when you have a personal brand, you can charge more in your industry than anybody else. And then the last thing is, it is being in the proximity of the right people or maybe the right people that work with you that can pay you a lot of money because when you're around the proximity of the right people, you will make way more money. There's some people that are trying to get all customers. They're anyone and not everybody sees the value that you have. But when you find the people that see the value you have and pay what you're worth and around the other people that are bringing you other big deals, you'll make way more money. So those are the three things. Mm. One, What's your area of expertise that adds value to people that you can charge for to build a personal brand because you can charge way more. Third one is be in proximity of the right people that can help you get to that wealth level that you're trying to get to. Mm. Wow. You guys heard it here, guys. Uh, literally, this episode has been a book that if you do the stuff that Brendan is talking about, your life will change. I promise you. And it, I, one question I have, Brendan, uh, to before I ask you the last two, um, you you keep mentioning. Obviously, we talked about masterminds being around great people. What do you think it is? Because I always tell my people it's the energies, right? Like we have conversations that you can't just go and talk to anybody. Like the the people in this group, we understand each other, right? Like we we talk the same language. What do you think it is about being around people? Because the other day, my uh, one of my uh, get uncomfortable, I call them uncomfortables. One of my uncomfortables was at the uh, Tony Robbins. You know, he he fist pump him. And I'm like, hey, bro, that 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 was energy is exchanged right there, my friend. Like you were on the front row. And, you know, so I truly believe that. What do you think? Uh, what do you think is the power behind that? The, the power behind just energy and, and people being around we, people. Yeah. Being around great people. Right. Cause it, so, cause it could go the other way. If you're, if you're hanging around with somebody that doesn't have a job, you're not going to have a job here pretty soon too. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of people like your energy and, and what you put out the world is where you'll attract as well. And there might be people in your world that are negative. They might be shutting down your ideas or they're just, there's people like you walk up to and you can feel the negative side of them. Everything's negative. And I repel away from that. When you're around positive people that have a growth mindset and are thinking at big level, it empowers you to think at a big level and you kind of, you're on that energy level and that allows you to have more success. And so for me, I am making sure I'm around those people and the people that are negative or not of value to me in my life, I just shut them out of my life. There's no need for them in my life because it doesn't make me a better person. It doesn't make me happier. So you look at your circle. Are the people in your circle making your life better or holding you back? And if they are, you got to have a conversation with them or you got to come out of your life. Mm. Boom. Woo. Let's go. And uh, uh, the the second question I have here out of the three, if you were to tell yourself some piece of advice, look at your younger self right now, what would that piece of advice be? What would be that wisdom? Find somebody that's already achieved what you want to achieve. Find a way to make them money, pay them money. Make them a lot of money, get into business with them, and you'll get there faster. Mm, 
Love it. And uh, what is one book that uh, you're thinking about writing? I'm thinking about writing a book that shares how I structure business deals, consulting for equity deals, and how I'm able to get into situations where we do million-dollar deals and, and show how the process is because most people have no idea even how to fathom it. Um, it's something that I do on a daily basis, but I've never really shared it with the world. And, and that's one of the books I've been thinking about lately. Love it. And uh, real quick, uh, I know you, you obviously we know the Think and Grow Rich, but what's if it's if there is another one besides that one or that one's OK. But what's one book that has impacted you that kind of you still think about? Yeah, Outwitting the Devil, like we talked about before, uh, was a huge book. And then Negotiation, uh, it would be the Chris Foss, Never Split the Difference, uh, a great book for negotiation and rolling others into what you want and and making more money. Love it. And then where can people find you, Brandon? Yeah, I'm, I'm at Brandon T. Adams everywhere or BrandonTAdams.com. And if anybody wants to check out and come hang out with me, and my wife at our event, Rise and Record, just go to riseandrecord.com. Boom. Thank you so much, Brendan. This has been amazing, my friend. Uh, I can't wait to, to see what else you do, man. You're, you're killing the game and uh, go big red, man. <laughs> uh, I appreciate it, man. Thank you, Billy. <laughs> to those who are listening, please make sure to subscribe. Follow the Million Dollar Hustle podcast wherever it is that you're listening to or our YouTube, Billy the Kid. Make sure you follow Brandon, follow me, and we'll see you on the next episode. Vamanos! Keep your past trauma in the fire, watch it burn. Pick up a book, the more you learn, the more you earn. Self-development should be only concern. Meditate and practice patience till your turn. Think like a millionaire and hustle like you broke. This free game to change your life, you better so. Think like a millionaire and hustle like you broke. Spit some game, drop the mic after I spoke. So, so, sorry, Tupac, I don't have time to be rolling. I got goals to me, so please picture me growing on my million dollar hustle. It, it is simple, but not easy, had a struggle.